Turn on that radio and back here. The cops ain't likely to catch up with us, not tonight. So we can all be quiet and peaceable and listen to the music. It's time to turn off that. And it's time to turn up the volume and listen to Auto Dealer Live. Repeat after me. Auto Dealer Live. Yo, 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 what's up, Mr. Dave Chris? Hey, Mr. Villa. We're in the house today. This is the Dave and Dave duo. Dave and Dave. <laughs> You're listening to Auto Dealer Live. It's 3.30 here in beautiful Tampa, Florida, where it's in the 90s, hotter than three fat doubles outside. I mean, humid, man, where, you know, I mean, it's, it's like, uh, it's hot. Very humid. But it's cold in here, man. It's nice in the studio here at WIPD, and you're listening to Auto Dealer Live. We have... In the room with us, uh, our producers, Jason Yamnitz, Martin Mounts, which is going to be on in just a minute, and Mike Cherry. What's up, gentlemen? How you doing? Woo! What it is? What it is, dog? What it is, dog? How, Mr. Dave Crisman, are you pumped about today's show? I'm I'm terribly pumped about today's show. I mean, who could not be the number one Fiat mm-hmm. dealer in the nation will be joining? Dealers, us. get ready. Listen, you may say Fiat. Well, I'm telling you right now, man. Let me tell you something. This this uh, this lady that we have on the show today. Ms. Lisa Copeland is the number one Fiat dealer in the United States of America, and she is going to be bringing the heat, talking about the importance of a catering and attracting a female customer. Um, she's going to be talking about what got her to number one. Let me just point out something, that she's number one, and um, I, would, I would venture to say across the board in general, but even in Fiat, that she's in a man's world in a sense. Oh, there's no question. And so this lady is, is, the, is the queen. In a, uh, in a game of kings. And uh, so we have Lisa Copeland, managing partner of Fiat of Austin, that's going to be with us. Um, we have, backed by popular demand, always oh, with no. us. I mean, they're part of who we are. We are so fired up and pumped about the Ryan sisters, Aaron and Amanda Ryan. Man, these ladies are unbelievable. They are absolutely social maniacs. They are incredibly knowledgeable and just great all-around girls. And we're excited to hear what they're going to be bringing in the segment in just a few minutes. And then uh, you and I are going to be talking about something here in a little later. We're going to be uh, – there's a pretty cool um, discussion that's kind of trending in the auto business, and um, we're going to be talking about this in a little bit, aren't we? Yes. The, uh, the article that was out uh, last week in mm-hmm. Auto News, Automobile News Magazine, and uh, it's basically talking about the elusive 60-minute transaction. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, this has been uh, – gosh, this has been uh, a hot topic in the car business since I got in the car business 25 years ago. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was uh, around since then. It, it really was, you know. Um, and it's about the time spent in the dealership, <laughs> how long it actually takes uh, from the time you meet a person to the time they drive away in a car. Should that experience be cut down to 60 minutes? Should it be the two or three hours mm-hmm that we need to invest in that customer, you know, during that transaction. So we're going to be talking about that stay at tuned. the end of the show. Yep. Yeah, stay tuned. Don't want to miss that because Cribs and I are going to be discussing that. We want to take your calls during that period of time. There's going to be a little time towards the end of the show where we want to talk about the 60-minute transaction. Car guys, car girls, we'd love to hear from you. 813-574-1820. Listen, make sure you call in. It rings right into the studio. Um, our producers will grab it, and we'll get you on the air. If you have a question for us, listen, we, we're gaining quite an audience, and we, uh, we really respect your input. Um, we respect your questions, and we'd like to hear from you. If you're out there listening, 813-574-1820. We're going to tweet that out again. Mike, just tweet that number constantly. Uh, use hashtag AutoDealerLive if you follow us on Twitter. Uh, we're on Twitter, at AutoDealerLive. And also, we have um, Toyota Bowling Green. We have one of the top salesmen, and basically, in the Kentucky, Tennessee, Kenny uh, Landrum. Virginia. Kenny, Kenny Landrum. Landrum. Yeah, this we'll guy's be, really, really positive. Yeah, we'll, we'll be hearing from him on the drive-by. And the, the, the cool thing about Kenny He's actually a nine-year veteran, mm-hmm. but he kind of re-embraced. He found a new passion for this business. You know, a lot of times the veteran guys, they're, you know, now we're kind of moving towards the whole uh, branding and social uh, networks that we have available to us as salespeople to put our names out there. And some of the veteran guys just, they're not really on board yet. You know, they're mm-hmm. still kind of thinking the old school, um, just waiting on customers <laughs> on the lot and working their clients. But uh, Kenny has embraced and kind of found a new passion for this whole social media 
Uh, he's got a branding coach. I mean, you'll hear more about it in a moment, great. but it's it's a great thing. Awesome, man. Well, we're excited, and um, we uh, we're very excited about today's show. We 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 um, I tell you, man, we are just uh, loving the car business. And I'll tell you what, we're finishing strong, guys. I know that this is getting towards the end of the month. You have your final weekend of uh, June coming up, and you know I would encourage you to finish strong. You know, don't just finish, but finish strong. And if you aren't where you need to be in the month and you look at it and you go, you know what, I'm not going to hit that number. I'm not going to hit that 30-car month or that, even that 20-car month or maybe, maybe you're not even going to hit the 15-car month that you think you need to. Um, do what you can do. I would encourage you not to go, do not fall in the trap of going, hey, you know what, I'll just start over next Tuesday. And you know what, that's important that you begin strong as well. But you still have days left. And I have seen numerous times somebody go from zero to hero. So I want to encourage you to not just finish, but finish strong. Finish strong. Martin, man, what's going on, brother? What's trending? Let's see here. Takata, CEO, apologizes to shareholders for airbag recall crisis. Ford bumps Toyota as world's greenest brand. Daimler and Nissan approve joint Mexico production. And the subprime lenders finance smaller share of CarMax sales. The percentage of CarMax vehicles purchased with loans from subprime lenders declined to 16 to 1% in the company's final quarter. Ford dealer Canley shuns AutoNation calls every car buyer. Making personal thank you calls to every single sales customer and practicing a soft sell approach are some ways Utah dealer Jewel Lee Kinley ensured her Ford stands out. Mm-hmm. Went a little long on that one. I just uh, Well, your music ran out, man. I was going to hum behind you. Didn't time that too well. No, how, how about uh, America today? America. How about that? Come on. America. Go World Cup, baby. Hey. USA. We advanced. World Cup fever, USA it wasn't advances. Pretty, that wasn't know. pretty, but it was done. You know what? That's right. Come on, red, white, and blue. Yeah. I know we got a lot of Canadians on the show here, but you know what? I, I, I didn't see you guys playing, so I don't really know. <laughs> um, so go red, white, and blue. You to the it's S to the A. to learn from them because they lost and still won. Yes. Yes. Upcoming shows, guys. We have some great upcoming shows. Um, you don't want to miss. Uh, we're going to be in September. We're going to be broadcasting live from um, the Real Tracy Myers uh, uh, Unfair Advantage Mastermind Group. Uh, in North Carolina. We're going to be broadcasting live from the stage. We're working on some really big names for that show. We're actually working right now. I'm going to kind of let the cat out of the bag. We're working on the one, the only, Brian Tracy. Um, and that's a pretty, that's, that's like having freaking, you know, almost like uh, a president on the show. <laughs> I mean, in, in, in the realm of sales, Brian Tracy is a sales guru. He's uh, been in sales since Moby Dick was a minnow. And this guy is freaking outstanding um, at what he does. Some upcoming shows, August 7th, we have Tom Hopkins. We had such a phenomenal response and feedback from a couple of weeks ago when Tom was on the show that he and we immediately got back on the horn and we booked Tom again for August 7th. Yeah. Tom is he's the best salesperson. He's the best sales trainer that I think I've ever I met. I can't wait. I mean, he's, he's a legend, and he's a mentor to the guys that we look into our current business mm-hmm. now and see as mentors. He was, he's, he was their mentor. Yes, he was. He, you know, he's the king. And he's still going. The guy's the schedule. I mean, his schedule is all over the place. And uh, – <clears throat> Not only that, we have uh, Bob Berg. Bob Berg is, I mean, an author extraordinaire. This guy's a motivational speaker. He speaks all over the country. I mean, I don't mean this to, to you know, divulge his personal business. It's not personal, public. But, I mean, he's, he's a $25,000 per engagement speaker. That's, that's his fee. This guy's going to be on Auto Dealer Live, Bob Berg. His latest book, Adversaries to Allies. He's also a, a co-author of The Go-Giver. I mean, a tremendous book. Uh, he was gracious to send an autographed copy into the show. Uh, last week, as well as um, as well as uh, other books, he's a New York Times best-selling author. He's going to be on the show July 31st. Um, Tom Stucker, you know, we had this debate um, a month and a half ago or so, uh, where we had the Alan Ram and Sean V. Bradley, uh, which are great consummate professionals, mm-hmm. and they are in the call center BDC Internet Department arena. And you know what a great uh, feedback we had. And um, you know we have Tom Stucker, which is going to be uh, on the show. Tom is credited for kind of basically inventing the BDC concept in the auto in- industry. Um, three weeks ago, Tom was on the Today Show. Yeah. I mean, and, and, and July 24th, guess where he's going to be? Um, auto Dealer Live? Yes, sir. Tom Stugger is going to be with us. And, and uh, we also have Corey Mosley and Paul uh, Petratz is going to be on the show uh, the 17th. Craig Lockhart is going to be on the show at auto, uh, with uh, – uh, it's going to be on the show on July 10th. We also have a subsequent guests. We have Who's Your Danny segment coming up again. Uh, Marsh Bice is starting a new segment this month called Sales Diamonds. I'm just going on, and I'm trying to bore you. I'm just telling you that we really don't have any room. Um, and uh, so you don't want to miss it. All the way through September, we are jam-packed 
um, and we don't have any other room for shows. So we're excited. We're excited of, of what's, uh, what's getting ready to happen. But you know what I feel like doing, Martin? You know what I feel like doing? Getting my social on. Ladies. I'm on the horn with Amanda and Aaron Ryan, the Ryan sisters. They're so freaking bright. They got sunglasses on. Ladies, this is your show. What's up? Get your social on with us. What is going on? Oh, and you're talking about the U.S. and the World Cup. We're like, Canada represents. We got our Canada glasses on. Hope you can see them. <laughs> We're doing this because on Tuesday, this coming Tuesday, just happens to be Canada Day. What? Okay. So, happy early candidate to our Canadian dealers out there. We will be celebrating, and it will be a good time. Welcome <laughs> to Get Your Social On. This is episode five. We're staying alive. Staying alive at episode five. <laughs> I'm not curious now. Yeah. We will be talking about something a little sad today. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. No, not really. <laughs> well, kind of, if you're, that, if you're that kind of dealer. And we're going to help you through that. So today's awesome topic just happens to be, don't be a social media Debbie Downer. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. What is a Debbie Downer when it comes to businesses? That is a great question. Well, basically, you're very welcome. Um, Basically, what it is is that you are using your social media accounts for your business, your dealership, and you're not adding any value to your audience. You're trying, trying, but it's just not happening. And, you know, trying is always appreciated. But, you know, if you're putting effort in, you want to do it right. You want to get the reaction you're looking for. So imagine yourself. You're, you're on your social network. You, you are representing your business. And you're at a professional party. Let's think of it like that. Yeah. You're at a professional party, but you're on your social network. Are you catching what we're what's around here? So we're just going to imagine this room as your professional party or your Facebook or your Twitter account, however you want to envision it. And what you do at this professional party or on your social network is you network with people. You share information, but you should be doing it while having a lot of fun. You really should. So, you know, people show up to the parties. What kind of person are you going to be? So you are a brand, but people don't associate it with themselves with brick and mortar. They associate themselves with people. People. So as a business, you're representing it as a person. And, it, you know, you try to have that, that flow of the same voice throughout, but there's a personality there. So what's your perception? What perception yeah. are you giving to your clients or your potential customers? And, you know, here you are. Everybody's on Facebook. Everybody's on Twitter, just like everybody's here at the party. And it's such a good time. And they're chatting it up. And they're being yeah. social. Not and taking it. All of a sudden, here comes Cillier. Billy A joins the party. He's our Debbie Downer. Now, Billy A only likes to talk about himself. Yeah. An example would be he sold four cars today. Yeah. He sold four cars today. Now, there's nothing wrong with selling four cars. That is it. But if you're always doing that and you're always talking about yourself, just like if Billy A was talking about only himself at the party, nobody will want to be talking to Billy A, right? No one's going to gravitate to him. So another thing Billy A does is he always asks, or favors or requests. That's something you don't want. No. Right? He's asking, please share this, please retweet this, please like this. You know, it's one thing to guide somebody to do something, but it's another thing when it starts coming across as all you do is ask you to like something and share something and do yeah. something. So, yeah. I mean, and if there's negative responses, right? You just negative, negative, negative. So if an upset customer comes along, and all of a sudden, you have to respond, and you're negative, too, like Billy is. What would you do? Would you did respond an argument with a customer on your Facebook page or Twitter, like Billy is in this room of people? <laughs> or would you take it offline over to a different room and talk to them privately? The most sensible thing would be is to take it into a different room, just like you would take it offline. You would get it off of Facebook or any of your social networks, and you would have a conversation over the phone or via email, something along those lines. Displays desperation. Yeah. This one's a toughie. Yeah, like we need to sell this many cars or an X amount of cars. Please help me. Please help me. That's another thing that Billy does that we 
No, it will attract people to you if that's all you're doing. Exactly. So that's that's the Debbie Downer. Yeah. But then enter Joe B. Yay! <laughs> this is the business you want to be. Get it? See what you did there. <laughs> I see what you did there. So, uh, Joe B. He likes to ask questions. Yeah. He shows interest in the people that are on his page or his social account or in the room. And he wants to exude that positive energy. There's no negativity. Exactly. And, I mean, that's the thing. It's about perception. So what are you giving off? You don't have uh, body language or infliction in your voice to share about how you are actually trying to convey what it is that you're actually trying to say. Uh, the reality is, is that you've got to do it through written form, and you've got to do it via visual images, whether it's video yeah. or actual pictures. So you want to show some, like, helpful tips. Fun facts. You know, you're, you're inviting them into the conversation. You're making them a part of your page or your social account, just like you would if you were at a professional party. You would want them to come to you and you to go to them. And you don't want to be, yeah, you don't want to be the same, the person that's telling the same story over and over again. You know that one person that tells that same joke? Uh, you want to be diverse. So you want to go from images to video to links questions, those types of things. You yeah. want to be able to mix it up, yeah. you know? You want to make sure that the conversation isn't the same all the time. You want to, you know, draw the people who like photos, draw the people who like links, draw the people who like helpful tips, and so on and so forth. So diversity matters in the type of content. Well, while staying relevant to your business right. and to your community. Like, stay yeah. honest and true to them. That's absolutely right. And you also want to alternate. Yeah. You don't want to link, 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 link photo. You want to alternate link, photo, video, and so on, because people will start ignoring you, and you want to stand out. And show, finally, and show um, real genuine interest in your local community. Mm -hmm. And it's offline. So your neighborhood, you know your neighborhood the best. So share some interest in common facts and history and things like that, because people love to hear stories about what happened, you know, years ago. And people love to know uh, what's going on now, a local event that's happening exactly. too. You know, like, when is that park being built? So be fun. Be fun. Yes. And have fun. And be like Joe B. Yeah. Be like Joe B. <laughs> be, like Joe B. <laughs> be like Joe B. And when you are like Joe B, what yeah. happens? Well, basically, you become like a magnet. Mm -hmm. People just want to come to you, and they leave their competitors, right? They, they do. They, they, they become competitors attracted to you, boom, <laughs> and then what happens is they convert to you. Yes. Doesn't that sound so wonderful? <laughs> that makes me happy yeah. on the inside. It makes me a burst sunshine. Yeah. So leave the other ones in the dust. Have them come to you because, hey, you're awesome. You are. Okay. So it is time to get our social shout-outs out. Yeah. Yes. Okay. This week, we got some love to give to some wonderful people. We do. And the reason why we have social shadows, first, for somebody who don't know, uh, we want to connect you with the best of the best of the automotive industry, and we love staying connected to you. So hashtag get your social on and chat with us and chat with others in the automotive industry, like at Jimmy KNMT. James Cloud. James Cloud. Yeah. in the house. <laughs> <laughs> at LJ Legacy Ford. Hello, to you. Okay, at Duval Honda Florida SL. Honda? What? <laughs> at ADM Community. Love this community. Yes, there's an awesome community. If you are a dealer or you work at a dealership, you want to make sure that you are a part of this community. Yeah, because they give out, you know, uh, tips and articles. You can write an article, share yeah. your experiences in the dealership, ask questions with you know, to get to my some other like-minded people. Yes. This is a this is a, a community for dealerships. Great place. Uh, this is Chevy Land. I love that. I know. That's a great name. This is Chevy Land. Yeah. I just want to talk to you. Shout out to you. At Vernon Auto Group. Shout out to you too. Ooh, yes. It's your Vernon. social auto group. So if you don't know, we treat like birds over here. We at the Aaron Ryan. At Amanda Chairs. Let's get our social on together with how they get your social on. This week we have slap my face. That was awesome. <laughs> that was awesome. That's return. And and this was that a slap? Yes. One more time. Slap my Facebook. That was awesome. <laughs> Kenny Landrum. Hello, Kenny. Kenny. Remember last week we couldn't use your Toyota guy. Yes. Well, he's on today, and he's the show actually. So we'll be hearing more from him. Can't wait for that. Are we excited for that? I love that. Kenny Landrum. Today's hashtag. Get your social on about FB, Facebook, 
has got me responding tonight to all my reviews. Thanks yeah. for publishing great content. Boom. There he is. Kitty, you are awesome. This is why we do the show. We want to be helpful. We want to help everyone to be the best that they want to be. Because everybody wants to be, right. you know, they want to be well. And action right? is what matters. You exactly. take action exactly. and things start to change. All right. Tweetable tweet this week. Tweetable tweet, tweet, tweet is going out to Woody's Automotive. Wow, Woody's. Last yeah. week they got a shout-out from us. They were on our social shout-outs. At the Aaron Ryan, at Miss P. Wagner. Thanks, Aaron. Hashtag. Woo-hoo. <laughs> they were so happy. <laughs> they were so happy. Yeah. Honored to be a part of your show. And then they took this awesome screenshot yeah. with their... Uh, wow, Woody's, yeah. Uh, wow, Woody's. <laughs> Whatever is that? I love that. That is so fun. So that is this week's tweetable tweet, my friend. Mm-hmm. All right. If you want to learn more about today's topic or any topic that we've done in the past, yeah, or any any ones that you might have missed, because every every episode has an article that goes along with it. So you get a little bit more in depth information. Check out the wikiblog dot com. All right. Until next week. Yeah. Get to socialize. Back to you, David. Get your social on. <laughs> that was Amanda and Aaron Ryan. And um, I tell you what, entertaining as always. I um, love them. They were wonderful there. Um, they are Skyping in all the way from Canada. They're uh, part of our show every week with their segment, hashtag get your social on. Um, again, want to give you our phone number, call in uh, 813-574-1820. If you do have a question for us, if you could uh, call in uh, anytime now, between now and the end of the show, we're going to have some time towards the end of the show here to get you guys uh, on the air to ask your questions. We have um, the number one Fiat dealership, uh, Lisa Copeland, that's uh, getting on the phone as we speak, and we're excited. Uh, Dave, I'm excited, man, about bringing her on. Absolutely. I can't wait. You know, I've got – I know we're going to be talking um, about – you know, attracting women customers, how to market to women customers and, and things like that. But I, I have some other questions for uh, about her Fiat store that I'm going to kind of throw in there in the mix as well. So I'm, I'm anxious. Absolutely. Well, me too. And uh, we're just going to be Skyping her on here. And um, in just a couple of minutes, we'll be bringing Lisa live on the air. As soon as our producer gives me the thumbs up, and we're ready to go. And um, I want to go ahead and begin the, uh, begin the introduction. Uh, we'll be bringing Lisa on in just a minute, but Lisa Copeland, she's a managing partner of Fiat of Austin in Austin, Texas. She's one of the most respected faces in automotive sales. She's a dedicated pioneer in the field of automotive marketing and management with over 20 years of proven success. As a member of the National Chrysler Dealer Council, she now represents the North American Pulse of the Italian brand Fabrica, uh, you know, <laughs> I, I should have read this here. Italiana. Italiana. Automobile. I'm going to have her repeat that, okay, because, you know what, that was a, thanks a lot, you know, Martin, you're fired, uh, which was founded in 1899 and is popularly known as Fiat. I can say that. That's a four-letter word. I can just say that very easy. Lisa, I want to thank you for being with us on Auto Dealer Live. I know you're extremely busy. A, you're closing your month out, and as, as a successful uh, managing partner of the number one Fiat store in the United States, I know you're busy. Thank you for being with us. How are you today? Great. Thanks for having me. Well, thank you for being with us. And uh, Dave Cribbs and I were, were so excited to get a chance to talk to you. We've had such great feedback. Matter of fact, I was getting text messages from Fiat dealers far west as Tacoma, Washington, while we were on the phone here. So dealers were just, I mean, texting in, saying, when is she going to be on? And, and uh, as, from what I understand, we have, um, we have some uh, people listening uh, in different parts of the country. So we're very excited specifically with Fiat and um, I want to start by just asking you, and I know you're, you're, you're great and you're, you're wonderful, but you're also humble. I do know that. But I want to ask you just straightforward, how, you, how do you do it? What do you attribute it to? Um, you know, I know that's kind of a broad question, but <laughs> folks are tuned in to listen to you, not me. And um, what do you, how, how are you doing it? How are you taking a brand that uh, many question, you know, would it take and doing something extraordinary with it? 
Well, thank you. You know, I, I think it's our team. You know, when we got involved with the Fiat brand, we were the second dealer in the nation to open. And, you know, we fell in love with it. A good friend of mine used to, was the uh, number two guy at Fiat. And so when I went to the dealer meeting, I was running the Chrysler stores at the time. And, you know, he stood up and he said, uh, when was the last time you did something for the first time? And, you know, somebody, I've been in the car business for so many years, and I've never, I haven't had a challenge in a long time. And I thought, you know, I'm going to take this challenge and I'm going to own it. And I'd always had a, a dream of revolutionizing the car business, you know, cleaning it up, making it better, making it more tech-friendly, um, bringing younger people in, getting people excited about it. And so Fiat gave us the opportunity. So we hired a young sales team, and uh, I brought in people who, who didn't have any automotive experience. And, you know, and that way I didn't have to undo any bad habits. Mm-hmm. And it, it wasn't easy. You know, I, I tell the story all the time, but the first we opened up in February of 11. So we're the second store, like I said, in the country to open. And uh, for the first week, nobody bought a car. And I called my partner at the time, and I said, my God, I thought we, you know, have have we bought a Pinto dealership? I mean, (laughs) we were afraid. It was scary. You know, but Austin's a great place, and, you know, it's a city of early adopters, and it's a city of the creative class, and that really is the original Fiat customer. Mm -hmm. So you take a lot of passion and hard work and just wanting the brand to make it and being in a great city like Austin, Texas, and... We got it done, so very grateful. You most certainly are getting it done, that's for sure. Lisa, you know, it's one thing to be a successful uh, dealer and have a successful franchise, but to be number one, to me, is a whole other level. Let me ask you this. What, what What would you say are some of the reasons maybe as you went through this process and worked your way up to being the number one store, what were some of the reasons that you may not, that you may have seen as obstacles that would keep you from being number one that maybe you could share with other dealers? Well, you know, the thing I'm the most proud of is, um, you know, month in, month out, that number one number, it changes between dealers, you know, sometimes. Um, But Fiat of Austin is the number one Fiat retailer of all time since the brand's inception uh, to North America. So since 2011, we're we're about 600 cars ahead of everybody in the country ever. And, um, but you know what? Every single month we're intentional. You know, we want to be number one. We want to be number one. We want to be the best, not only in sales, but in customer service. And, you know, we really want to serve. I mean, we really want to do a good job for the brand. And uh, I do personally. It's, it's personal for me. Um, the brand's been really good to me and uh, really good to my team. It's been exciting. You know, it, it, they're, it, we're very lucky that we have an OEM that works with us. And, it, you know, we can talk to the CEO of the company if we want to. You know, they're very open to what works and doesn't work. And, you know, and, and you know, and so we, we've always tried to be the dealership that helps the other dealers. So to all the Fiat dealers out there, I want to say hello. But, and, I have the, um, and I'm lucky enough to be able to re- represent them on the National Dealer Council uh, for Chrysler. And, um, you know, I think it's just we want it. And every single month we're intentional. And I want to tell that to car dealers out there. You're never going to be number one if you don't say it out loud. That's phenomenal. And that's absolutely so true. Um, you know, and, and you know, and you can see, and the listeners, or I can see, and, and the, those that are watching, but those that can't see, and they're just listening through blog talk. You know, if you could see the Lisa's expression, she is humble, and that's, I, you know, and she she's truly when she says, "Hey, I'm blessed, and I'm 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 you know happy and grateful to be on the council," and I'm assuming that they're pretty grateful that you're there as well. You know, I want to point out something here, and I want to ask you about this. You were named one of the five most powerful women in Austin by the Austin Business Journal in in twelve. And you're recognized for your innovative marketing techniques. Um, I know you continually raise the bar uh, on North American Fiat sales, and you develop processes and systems. You know, but I, I, one of the things I know that you're you're known for, and that you're really doing there, is you're continually connecting and attracting the female buyer. And that's something that the car business as a whole. I don't care what kind of vehicle they drive. You know, um, you know that's important. And until they get that, car, car dealers, you know, I, I don't really think that, that they're going to grow in, in, in the way they can. So, I mean, talk about the importance of that. I mean, I know you, obviously, you are a, a, a woman, and you're a woman buyer and seller, but the importance of that. Well, I'll tell you, you know, um, women are smart consumers, and we're just smart, period. I like to say that. And, <laughs> My wife thinks you know, A so. lot of car dealers over the years have thought, you know, paint it pink and they'll come. <sighs> and so when I go and I speak around the country and I talk to dealers, you know, and they say, well, you know, how come? How come you've captured this women's market? And I said, guys, it's authentic. If 50% of the buyers coming into your showroom are females, 
shouldn't 50% of your sales team? And if 50% of your sales team is female, shouldn't 50% of your management team? And how many of you have a woman sitting in the C-suite? And I usually lose them after 50% women salespeople. You know, it's a tough business, and, and women, and no one knows it better than me, you know, women have a lot to juggle, and, um, you know, homes and families and careers and picking up their kids, and so to be a car dealer that can have the amount of women on staff, you have to be a little bit flexible, but I'll tell you, and I hope all the dealers listen to this, women will get it done. You know, the top 10 salespeople in the U.S. last year, I think four of them were mine uh, for Fiat, oh, wow. and three of them were women. Wow. So, and women were authentic and transparent and, you know, were collaborative and consumers see that. And when a woman walks in, if it, you know, again, 50% of your consumers are women walking into your showroom floor. She wants to see someone that looks like her. She wants to see someone that communicates like her. You know, she wants to feel safe and she wants to feel trusted in, in the environment. And how can a woman consumer feel like she'll be valued if the dealer that owns the dealership doesn't have women employees? Mm -hmm. He may not value women. Hmm, I don't know. But that's definitely the consensus when I go and I speak to women's groups. That's what they tell me. Well, and I, and I, I tell my team, guys, you know, it isn't what we sell sometimes because cars are commodities. And I'm sorry to my friends at Fiat USA that are listening to this right now, but a car is a commodity. So I tell my, my team, it isn't what we sell, it's what we stand for. And if we stand for doing the right thing and we stand for gender parity and we stand for all of those things, that's going to attract women consumers because women consumers fundamentally want to do the right thing with their money and their influence. Absolutely. You know, Cribs, uh, uh, I'm talking to Dave Cribs here before. I know he has a question, but, you know, something that stood out that Lisa said a minute ago, and, and it kind of goes along with what she just said about, um, you know, about, uh, about the female customer coming and what they expect and what dealers um, possibly aren't used to and don't know how to do or not willing to do. But something else you said, Lisa, that goes hand in hand, whether it's male or female, you said that you hire and have employed people that are not car people necessarily by trade. And, I, and, and something that stuck out of my mind, I wanted to come back to this, that, you know, you're a car person. You know it. And I think that some dealers are scared or fearful that they think they have to hire somebody with automotive experience or what they consider automotive experience. But, you know what, I think that, is, that she knows what she's doing. And as long as she can hire the right people, just good people, people, she can train them. You can train them in the business your way. You know, and so well, I think that's you know, you know, and I, I tell people all the time, we're not in the car business, we're in the people business. Yeah. And our job is not to sell a car, it's to connect. Yeah. When we connect, then the sale's automatic. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not what we sell, it's what we stand for. And so if we can connect with that consumer, make them feel great, because chances are the place they were at before, nobody connected with them, or they wouldn't be at our place. That's great. So if we can authentically connect, with our consumer, you know, the sales, the sales is easy, you know, I mean, that's pretty much at least at my store run from the desk. Mm -hmm. So my sales managers and my F and I people and, you know, my, all of that, of course, they're, you know, they're car people, right. but my sales people, their job is to connect, to, you know, show the product, you know, show their enthusiasm and their passion for the product. And then hopefully, you know, the consumer will, will catch that enthusiasm, connect with them. And then, you know, the rest is up to us. I, I definitely agree with that. And Lisa, I'm not familiar with the demographic uh, buyer of Fiat in America right now, but is it primarily uh, female buyers that are buying? No, the, no. no it's not. I'm, you know, it's funny. I just had a, a firm go through since we you know, sold close to 3,000 of these little cars. And so I just had a, a firm go through my CRM and you know, tell me all about my consumer. So I think I know because I sit here every day, but I, like, I, I want to know the facts. So it's about it's about 60 40 60 being male 40% female and it's the, probably the reason for the higher on the male demographic is because the age, um, 40 to 55, is like my consumer age. And so when you get into that age bracket, a lot of times, you know, the man takes the lead and so he would be the first one on the deal. Um, so, you know, Fiat is not a demographic. I mean, I think it's a psychographic, especially when we first launched the brand. You know, people came in and they want, you know, they're early adopters. You know, they're the people who will go to Apple Computer and stand in line for the new iPad that's going to be on the shelf in two weeks. Yeah. Because they want to have it first. It's the creative class. So it's, it's the person that doesn't want to have what everyone else has or they want to be able to individualize it. You know, it's a lot... It's, you know, and especially in the beginning, it's a lot of that Mini Cooper, VW, you know, they, they, they value that iconic uh, brand. And, 
it's been different because you know, I spent most of my years with Chrysler, and it, at Chrysler it really was about, you know, they walk in the door and they want a Jeep, or they walk in the door and they want whatever. Um, the Fiat brand has been, you know, you really have to sell it, and um, and it really has to capture someone's imagination because it's, it's, it's quirky and it's different and it's small and it's not what, you know, especially in Texas, like the land of the SUVs, so. Mm-hmm. Well, let's talk about that for a second because, you know, we talked about your and, – and I think that you would probably succeed in any, any environment, um, obviously, and in, in for the 20 years that you've been in the auto industry, obviously you've succeeded outside of Fiat. But so we talked about the atmosphere. I'm sorry, we talked about yeah, the atmosphere at the dealership. Now let's talk about the strategic – and I don't want you to give all your secrets, obviously, <laughs> especially, especially if anybody closer to you got wind. But, you know, the, but, but just in general, now you, you talked about the atmosphere, and I think any dealer – can, can glean from that. You know, hey, listen, a great workplace I see here in, in our bio that you were uh, acknowledges is the sixth best workplace in North America by Automotive News in 2013. That's strong. That, I, I don't that care. Exciting. Yeah, absolutely. Congratulations on that. And, you know, that's what it's all about. So we, and, 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 you know, the word millennials, because you kept talking about young people and, you know, in this out of the box, I mean, the word millennials, and, and I wrote an article recently called Millennial Magnet, and we have a lot of those here. And if, so I, I, I would love to spend more time talking to you and I, you know, than what we have here, but let's quickly kind of jump over onto the, the marketing side, because you just mentioned a brand, you know, that it is unique. It is different. You know, in, right. in, in a lot of manufacturers, we won't mention names, you know, have not quite failed yet, but some of them have, have, have had a hard go at it, so to speak with an odd brand or an off brand, or how do we approach this brand? Fiat's done a great job and you are doing an outstanding job. So you have the atmosphere, so how do you how do you take something and, and make a brand out of it locally there in Austin? I mean, and I know that's kind of a broad question again, but you know, <laughs> gosh, I mean, I, I, for the first two years we were everywhere. I mean, everywhere we sponsored everything. We we went, we were downtown on Sixth Street. We we're at the UT football games. I mean, we took the brand to the streets, and I had a, I had a whole campaign called Taking It to the Streets, and I told my my team, I said, you know, if if they won't come to us. We're going to take it to them, and we're going to take it to the people that would have uh, would be most likely to buy the car. And so that was kind of all a, um, a strategy that we came up with. So, you know, we would take it to the football games thinking that all young people wanted the Fiat 500. Well, that was kind of an epic failure. They liked the car, but they didn't have the buying power. So we kind of stepped away from that. And so we, we really got involved with charities and, you know, um, we, we did a lot of things with the Humane Society. You know, I've, I've done huge promotions with Girl Scouts USA because of that woman consumer. And you know, so just really making the car, taking it to the streets, and making it loved by the people of Austin. I mean, if that makes sense. I don't know how the best way to put it. But um, there wasn't enough money in the bank to launch a brand if, when it came to traditional advertising. Mm-hmm. So we had to color outside the lines. You've done a great job at that. And- I'm assuming that that possibly just – I love you, and I think that you're outstanding, and I'm assuming that Succeeding Against All Odds, which you've co-authored, a New York Times bestselling book, and I'm assuming that that possibly has something to do with why you're successful. Well, um, yes, that was a fun book to co-author because I was able to talk about the story of the bet between myself and, uh, at the time, CEO Fiat, uh, Tim Kaniscus. He's now the CEO of Dodge, but he and I had a bet that uh, my store could sell 100 cars in a month, and he was like, it's not going to happen. And I said, well, if it does, I want to meet Sergio, and so we did it. And um, But it, it's a fun story because there's not enough time to tell it now, but it's a great story because Kaniscus didn't think it would happen. So the best part to the story was when I called him the day before sales close, and I said, you need to tell Sergio to gas up the G5. Um, he's coming to Texas. And uh, he called me back and said, how about George Clooney? George Clooney is one of our spokespeople in Europe. How would you like to have dinner with him? And I said, no. I want Sergio. So anyways, I kind of told the whole story in the book, and um, it was a lot of fun. And, of course, Tim has a copy, as does Mr. Marchione. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Lisa, we have just a couple minutes left. Uh, yeah. Left. I'm going to ask you a, a favor. I'm going to ask you to address, because ultimately we're still in a pretty well male-dominated industry as far as right. in car sales. Could you address the female car salesperson who's maybe just gotten into this business or been in a short time as far as some encouraging words? I do. I, I always want to encourage them. You know, I got in it very young. I've actually been in the car business about 27 years, and I started right out of college, and the only girl at the number one store in the country at the time, a domestic store in Dallas, Texas, and they were rough on me. I mean, rough, but I was there because I had to be. I had to make a living, and I didn't, you know, those kind of circumstances. 
But I just want to encourage you girls to, you know, stick with it. And, you know, uh, and I want to encourage the store owners and the managers that you can't just have one or two females on your sales floor because they're never going to stick, you know. And so you, you, you've got to make a commitment that you're going to mirror the demographic of whoever's coming in your front door, whether that's, you know, your Hispanic market or African-American market, whatever it is, whoever's coming in your front door, they need to mirror on the sales team. And there needs to be more than just one. Nobody wants to ever feel like they're just a token whatever. And so, um, and any of the girls, you know, I mean, I, I talk to girls from the, all around the country. You're always welcome to reach out to me. Um, I try to encourage them and keep them in the game because it's a great industry and it's been great to me and I'm, I'm forever grateful. And so I think it's my job to give back and uh, help these ladies stay in the car business. Well, you're a true inspiration and outstanding, uh, obviously role model to, to all, all dealers. And, uh, and so I just want to thank you for taking time out of your month in your busy schedule for being with us and uh, congratulations again on everything that you're doing there. And, and uh, you, you are, you're just nailing it. So that's just amazing. Well, thank you very much. And thank you to everyone for listening. No thank problem. You. Lisa, thank you so much. You have a wonderful weekend. All right. Y'all too. All Bye-bye. Right. That was Lisa Copeland and she is the number one dealer, uh, Fiat dealer in the United States. She's a managing partner of Fiat of Austin. And man, I tell you what, what an inspirational person. She just uh, has a great demeanor about her. But um, guys, I think that, you know, um, the thing that our listeners can take out of this female, male, import, domestic, you know, it doesn't matter what brand it is. You know, the bottom line is we sell people, you know, and uh, cars are commodities. And, you know, and the, the bottom line is um, the brand loyalty that used to exist, you know, when Joe Bob's dad or, you know, drove a Ford and by God, that's what I'm going to drive doesn't really exist anymore. And um, what exists now is a competitive Internet market that, you know, if you don't treat a customer right and you don't, you know, and you don't appeal to their needs, then they're not going to shop, shop with your dealership. And I tell you, I think the dealers are really coming around to that. So I appreciate Lisa being with us. And man, I tell you what, if you, if you didn't take notes, you missed it. But good news, there's an archive version of this show. So I would go back and I'd write some ideas down. And uh, we want to thank all of our listeners, uh, all the Fiat dealerships that tuned in um, to the show. I want to thank Lisa Copeland. Yeah, she definitely exceeded my expectations. It was Absolutely. A great interview. Well, moving along, Chris, I know that you actually sat down with someone else here. Um, we had a, uh, I mean, just a great sales guy um, that Dave Cripps sat down with. Um, quality, quality individual. This is uh, Kenny Landrum. He sat down with Dave Cribbs on the dealer drive-by segment. He is uh, a sales professional at Toyota Bowling Green in Bowling Green, Kentucky. Check this out. Hey, it's Dave Cribbs. Welcome back to the Weekly Drive-By. And today, we're going out to visit a veteran salesperson. It's going to be Kenny Landrum out in Bowling Green, Kentucky at Gary Force Toyota. Kenny, welcome to the program. Thank you, David. I appreciate you asking me to be on the program. Absolutely. We're honored to have you, Kenny. And and, uh, I'm just going to jump right into it. Um, Share with our viewers exactly how long you've been in the business. I've been in the business nearly nine years at uh, Gary Ford Toyota. Our name is kind of changing to Toyota Bowling Green now. But, uh, nine years now. Okay. And, you know, I, I've seen you a lot, and quite frankly, you got my attention on, uh, on Twitter. Uh, you know that we're friends now on Facebook. But everything that I see that you put out, it's just what I call a bundle of positivity. And, and that is really what, uh, what has drawn me to you, and that's why I invited you to be on the show. Can you, uh, can you share with our viewers sort of some of your strategies about your social media and maybe what you think is the most effective tool for you in social media? Right now I'm utilizing my Facebook page to act as a uh, evidence manual for my customers when they come in. So, you know, when I go up to the desk to actually work numbers with uh, the manager. I turn my iPad around and allow my customers to even take a look at, you know, what I've done as far as on Facebook and the reviews that my customers have left me there because of the third-party site and the third-party uh, reference, you know, hopefully that makes my customers feel a little bit more at ease with working with me. You know what, Kenny? I love that because, you know, at a recent IS20 group uh, dealer conference, we had a a young lady who got best idea. She won best idea for 
um, presenting the idea of having a digital photo frame on your desk that would act as a modern day evidence manual. But you know what? I haven't really heard this yet. Uh, hadn't really even dawned on me that uh, you could use your iPad to do the same exact thing. And I think that's, that's important because what you're ultimately doing, not only are you leaving them with something positive and building value while you're away, but it's keeping their mind focused on that rather than other things while you're at the desk. Yes, sir. Um, I think that's very important to have a, a third party be able to kind of verify the value that I'm trying to build in the dealership and me as well as to why they should buy from, you know, Kenny Landrum versus the person up the street. Okay, Kenny, so obviously you've been in the business for nine years. And, uh, you know, something I was thinking about earlier is as a veteran of nine years and the way that the business evolves and it's kind of we're seeing changes in the business with all the Internet uh, attention and social media and all that stuff. Um, but let me ask you this, and this may have nothing to do with social media, but as a veteran of nine years, what have you done recently that sort of that Kenny internalized as something that has changed for him and his sales process? Well, I just want to ask that question. I was actually surfing the internet one night and I ran across a young lady by the name of Laura Madison, Laura Toyota, and it really inspired me to want to be better at my job. I wanted to be better, be better, and present myself as more of an, an expert on uh, what I do here at Toyota Bowling Tell me about some of the people who have influenced you as far as the social media media experience, what you've been able to do, how you're doing it, and um, what that looks like. Tell us a little bit about that, Kenny. As I kind of alluded to before, uh, Laura Madison and Laura Toyota is one of my inspirations. I feel like she's the Michael Jordan of car sales right now and doing a really good job of branding herself. Jason Stumms reached out to me and we had a conversation on the phone about blogging and different things like that as far as creating procurable content, good content. And he suggested that, you know, I speak with uh, Renee Stewart from Reputation Revenue. And, you know, I made a connection with Renee and hired her as my, my coach because I really want to uh, excel at what I do here. Uh, create a personal brand so when people are thinking of their friend in the automotive business that they think of me here in town and you know, hopefully in the surrounding counties as well. You know, I hope that salespeople are paying attention right now because, you know, you just mentioned not only several people that have been on our show previously, and this wasn't planned, but you mentioned Laura Madison, you mentioned Renee Stewart, I know that Renee and Laura, not only am I a big fan, but here's the point. If you're a salesperson and you're listening right now, Kenny has taken it upon himself, and this is why he's separating himself from the rest of the crowd. He is going to be the man to see in Bowling Green, Kentucky, when it comes to cars. I have no doubt about that. But it's all about taking action. And Wouldn't you agree with me on that, Kenny? Absolutely. If uh, you don't take action, then you know you don't get a result. And come on, you know, I'm just excited about taking action and you know doing things to you know promote myself, increase you know awareness of what I do. And this is a great business to be in, and uh, I just love it. Thank you, Kenny. You are preaching my song, and just thank you for being with us today on Auto Dealer Live. David, thank you very much, and you have a great day. Thank you. Yo, 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 we're back, we're back, we're back. Yes. And what an awesome interview there with uh, Kenny Landry, man. That was awesome. Yeah, Kenny, if you're watching, you keep going. Keep going, my friend, because you are tearing it up. He's what it's all about. He's out there on the, uh, the blacktop every day, and he's doing a wonderful job. And uh, we want to give a shout-out to everybody that's out there in car sales. You um, listen. You're, you're what this show's for. We're you know we're not we're not all about having managers and owners and, and, and trainers and but you know what it's for the everyday uh, man and woman that are out there selling cars and uh, you guys make it happen. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're going to thank you for that. And speaking of selling cars, interesting article, very interesting article by David Barkholz from Automotive News. 
And uh, basically the article is about the, the new gold standard of time that a customer should spend at a dealership from start to finish being the 60-minute mark, okay, as dealers shoot for that. Now, at first when I heard that, I was kind of riled up because I thought, you know, a lot of times uh, we have a lot of things that are in the customer's control or out of our control. Sometimes it takes 45 minutes to find the right car for a person. So then you've got 15 minutes to do an entire process. Right. So, but then I realized after reading through the article that they're actually starting the time clock, if you will, after the customer has come back from the test drive, after they've actually okay. selected the car. So they're talking about from the time that um, the customer has a commitment that, yes, I'm ready to do business if everything works out, um, up until the time they come out of the finance office and drive away. So I thought that was pretty fair. Well, that's, um, and that's technically, you know, in the car business, that's technically what counts. That's because when the customer is at that point, you know, everything up until that point, the customer's, the customer's involved and they're in, in control in the sense that they're out there doing what they need to do. Yeah, when they I mean, get to the point. And even if a salesman is, quote, unquote, in control of that, there's still a basic walk through a needs analysis, a needs assessment, if you will. You've got to make sure you're on the right vehicle or mm-hmm. the rest of the stuff is just going to be a disaster. Right. So um, what I liked about it, though, was this. What Basically, the premise was this. Um, there's a, a consultant company that's owned by AutoTrader, mm-hmm. and they were invited in to four different dealers to sort of time this and engage it. And, uh, well, let's just say we fell a little bit short. The best performance the best performance, and what they did was they viewed 50 transactions at each store. Mm -hmm. The best performance was uh, there was one transaction that was completed in less than an hour. It took 42 minutes. The average transaction took more than two hours, and the longest more than three hours at the top performing store. Mm -hmm. I know that one (laughs) of their goals is to reduce customer wait times so they're saying that could hurt profits and yeah know, it hurts profits it, it, you know there's so many there's so many uh bad effects if you will csi uh profits um distractions because another thing that happens that we find out and this was this was always a biggie for me when you know when i was selling cars i was so conscious of a customer's time and and one of the reasons was csi but also i didn't want my customer sitting around stewing you know, kind of processing things, second-guessing themselves, having buyer's remorse. I really wanted to keep carrying them through the process and hold their attention through the whole process. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that, that dealers are up against now is, let's say a salesman, uh, you know, has gotten to that point where the customer's committed, and he says, you know what, I'm going to go see what I can do for you. He goes into the boss's office to kind of start the figures, if mm-hmm. you will. Right. Well, guess where the customer's at? Customer is sitting at the salesperson's desk and guess what the customer has now with him this beautiful little iphone that he can shop um while he's sitting there so you know in the in the old days if you will Mm -hmm. we had evidence manuals to kind of keep everybody occupied but you really weren't fighting the cell phones and and this this internet access well you're you know it's not surprising dave i I think that if i had to guess this has probably been an issue for years um, it's just more of an issue now with the internet because I mean people want convenience. I mean you, people complain when their McDonald's drive-through doesn't yeah. move fast enough. I mean this is basically yeah. you know Seven Eleven is not fast enough anymore. You know I need you know I I, I need to drive down the street at sixty-five and have someone roll my window down, and have somebody throw something in my car as I throw money out. Right. I mean that's what's coming next. Um, so I mean I know that CSI goes down. The statistics say when a customer has to wait after ninety minutes, then it it doesn't. Not only does it not go up, but it begins to drop. That's a fact. Because they get, they get ticked. I mean, they're, they're sitting there and they're That's busy. a fact. And you have to really implement. There are some things that are within the dealer's control. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to implement in the culture of the dealership that timeliness that, that, that everybody's tuned in to the fact that, you know, uh, we've got to be conscious of someone's time. But there are other things that you can do, too. One of the mistakes that, were, that was commonly being made is that uh, they had one transaction. They watched one dealer enter uh, VIN numbers over 15 times in different sources, you know, so they talked about the importance of having a system that is integrated, you know, when you're talking about software. You know, Mike, you need to tweet some of these questions out here. I can hear the feedback of our listeners because kind of moving off the article for a minute, but using it as a, as a springboard, you know, I, I, it, because some dealership, and this is just one opinion, you know, this is not something we're endorsing or, you know, this is just an opinion. The, the fact of the matter is a consumer today, Factually, whether you like this article, whether you think, oh, we don't have to do a deal in an hour, I don't, I, you know, 
the a, a consumer today is more interested in convenience and saving time than ever before. And the fact of the matter is that CSI drops and, and their satisfaction level drops. Their referral, uh, uh, the fact will they referral or not will drop mm-hmm. if after, the, it's after an hour. So let me ask you this. Let's throw it out there. I'd like to hear, A, your opinion. Tweet us, hashtag AutoDealerLive. I want you to tell us what you think about this one-hour process. Let's also throw something else out there. We have about six minutes. Um, let's throw something out. A friend of mine, I won't say his name, he owns 11 stores out of Texas. Uh, he, he started uh, something a few years ago called Autotainment. And, you know, they would have, you know, obviously dealers have TVs and ESPN mm-hmm. and things like that. But, you know, what are the thoughts on dealerships that are building these new buildings? What about building in a, uh, a cafe? What about building in, you know, uh, a, you know a place to, to eat? What about building in, you know, what about having, uh, you know, different types of conveniences where, you know, like a Walmart, you know, yeah. Walmart, if you go into super Walmart, you can get your nails done, you know, get your hair cut, go deposit yeah. a check in your bank, you know, I mean, it's yeah. there. We're seeing that now. We're, we're seeing that now. In, Isn't that driven, though, by the same? It, absolutely. A hundred percent. It is a hundred percent driven by that. And, you know, as a salesperson, in fact, we, we just uh, when we just spoke with Kenny there on the drive by, mm-hmm. one of the things he does that he mentioned to kind of help combat this, if you will, mm-hmm. is um, when Kenny goes to the desk. To begin figures, he has him. He has his iPad already logged into his Facebook, mm-hmm. which is all about his customers, his testimonies, mm-hmm. his his uh, customer service. And he pushes it to the other side of the desk and makes sure that his customer is engaged in his own agenda yeah. while he's gone to the desk. So I think that's a I great can see, idea. I can well. see it coming, man. Where you go in to buy a car and you go, you know what? While you're sitting here, while we're getting everything together for oh, you, you, check Mr. your Smith. phone in. Well, no, you you know, listen, you want, here, tell you what. <laughs> This is, uh, this is Francesca, and she's going to take you here, and we're going to give you a complimentary uh, sweetest massage. Come on in. You know, I mean, spend an hour. Get him a haircut, whatever it takes. What do you think about that? I want to hear what you have to say. I know I'm kind of taking it to the other end of the spectrum, but the auto industry has to think differently. You're not – listen, Lisa Copeland hit it on the head, and you're sitting there going, well, how is she doing it? How she's doing it is she's selling cars to people. You could come in. No offense to Fiat. You can come in and extract Fiat from the store and place Dodge there. You can take Dodge from the store and place Chevy there. You can put an import, whatever you want to do, and she's still going to do oh, yeah. that well. It's all about performance. It's, it's about the, the training and, the, and the, the mindset of, hey, you know what? We're going to treat our customer with the best experience possible. Absolutely. We're going to absolutely cater to their needs. So mm-hmm. talk to us about this. What do you think the auto business needs to do? We'd like to hear if you have a question, and call in, 813-574-1820. If you have a question or you have a comment about what we're talking about, we have a few minutes left, we'll bring you on the air. If you have a question, it's 813-574-1820. If you call in now, we'll get you on the air, and we'll let you ask the question. And uh, we have a couple of minutes left in the show, man. But this is pretty cool. Yeah, and, and another thing, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just read this little glitch because I, I love this part of this article. Um, it's, you know, this is uh, all talking about the new age and the new movement of the car business and things like that. And here's one of the things that they actually recommended to speed up the process. And I absolutely, if you're a trainer, you'll appreciate this. Upfront assessment. This dealerships train sales staff to do a thorough needs assessment with the customer upfront, taking maybe 10 minutes that that process can save time later by getting information right the first time. This is Car Sales 101, the road to the sale. It's step two, the interview and qualifying process. If you are not teaching your sales staff to do that, um, I don't know. That's nothing new. So anyway, we definitely need to be doing that to speed up the process. Absolutely. And uh, so, you know, um, I, mean, I tell you what, that's an awesome article, man. I tell you. It was a great article. Yeah. Great read. If you have a question, call in 813-574-1820. We'll get you on the air, and uh, we'd love to take your questions. I'm hearing phone rings, but I don't know. 813-574-1820, and uh, one of our producers will grab you, and we'll try to get you on the air. We've got two minutes left, so if you have a question, quickly get it in, and we'd love to take your call on the air. I'll tell you what, Cribs, um, I am uh, very excited about um, the shows that we have planned, man. I I think that uh, we have an outstanding summer. Um, set up and prepared, and uh, you do not want to miss um, next week. You don't want to miss uh, get your social on for the summer because these girls have uh, quite the uh, agenda laid out for the shows. Um, if you're on Twitter, hashtag Auto Dealer Live. You can follow us at Auto Dealer Live. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, don't miss next week. 
We're actually off next week. Next week is 4th of July, correct? Next week is 4th of July. It is. Okay, it is. so we are off. We didn't have a show. Obviously, Go USA and um, want to celebrate. Uh, we don't, we, we don't no, have a thir- show. Thursday is the 3rd. Thursday's the 3rd. Never mind. We have a show next week. Scratch that. Scratch that. I didn't answer that. Let's be clear. We have a show. We have, we have a show. In fact, it's the most amazing show probably it is that we've amazing. had. So I apologize. Forget what I said. I don't know anything. I show up and sit in here and talk and, put, and when they give me paper to talk about. We have a show next week, and then we have Craig Locker. And next week, we actually have a really special show. Sorry about that. We have an all-star. What are we calling it? The USA panel. The USA panel. What's USA stand oh, for, Mr. Mike Chair? United Salesmen of America. United Come Salesmen on. Those of America. Those are my boys. Yeah. Those United, are my adopted boys. United Well, you're all could be your boys. Well, yeah, that's true. Uh, United Salesmen of America uh, panel, USA panel, United Salesmen of America will be next week. We also have Get Your Social on. We have a special drive-by. We're going to have an outstanding show next week. We're going to be celebrating the fourth. Listen, we're going to be wearing red, white, and blue. There's going to be some red, white, and blue going on in the place. Listen, enough of this Canada stuff, man. We've had Canada everywhere, so I love Canada. Hail Canada, I love it. But you know what? We've got to represent the USA here. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. Thank you, David. Thank you, Chris. Thank you. Thank you, Lisa. Thanks, Kenny. Appreciate it. Thanks, Amanda. Thanks, Aaron. Have a great week. Yeah, thanks.